Welcome to the third special edition of Monitor's podcast featuring interviews with the 2023 Monitor Industry Icon Award winners. In this episode, we sit down with the recipient of this year's current Leader Icon Award, who takes a caring and understanding approach to leadership that helps his team grow and evolve. But before we begin, I want to tell you about Monitor Suite, the content subscription service equipped for the equipment finance industry. Monitor Suite features high quality streaming series, including our documentary series, GE Capital's Legend and Legacy, and our new series, Equipment Finance Masters and The Mind. Monitor Suite members have 24 seven access to our entire library of in-depth data reports dating back to 1992, early access to each digital edition of Monitor, PDF and Excel versions of our ranking reports, videos, members only live stream events, exclusive articles, and much more. For more information, please visit monitordaily.com slash suite. Monitor Suite was a project that I started working on during my time in cohort two of Stripe's leadership program, which is also today's podcast sponsor. Stripe's is the leadership development program for the equipment finance industry. This 10-month program launches with a three-day intensive transformational program and also includes master talks and master workshops from notable industry and leadership experts, working cohort groups with other industry professionals, outcome-driven development sessions, and much more. Stripes was a truly transformational experience for me, and I encourage you to learn more about the program by visiting stripesleadership.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Rita Garwood, Editor-in-Chief of Monitor. Joining me on the podcast today is this year's Monitor icon in the current leader category, Miles Herman. Miles is CEO of Leaf Commercial Capital. Miles, I'm so excited to talk with you today. Congratulations on winning this Icon Award. Thank you, Rita. It's really an, a thrill and an honor for me. And when I heard I was um, the winner of it and recipient, I was like really surprised because, you know, to me, uh, there's so many great leaders in our industry and to be chosen amongst them is a real honor. For sure. And, and it's definitely well-deserved. So congratulations. So this is this is about leadership. Um, what life experiences have helped you to become the leader who you are today? You know, it's it's really a good question because when I look back, and I've been at this for a number of years, and you know, I felt that there's a couple of things that have always uh, looked and shaped my life experience around being, um, you know, a great leader and and first of all I was blessed to work with some amazingly talented managers uh Abe Bernstein, Crit DeMint um you know Abe uh, I got to meet at a much younger age and um really you know pushed uh you know and we were given a lot of authority and uh opportunities at a real early age and you know, I look at that and that really helped uh, to shape things. And, you know, you make mistakes along the way and you, you go through and you deal with it. But the end result is that, you know, you're shaped as a result of that. And then certainly, you know, having worked with CRIT since the mid 80s, um, you know, you you learn to uh, what's really good and what you value in, in this and relationships and how critical relationships really are. You're going to that out of me over over a few different times uh, 
today because that really is what makes, um, I think, a great leader. And it doesn't, I don't care what job you've worked, and I've worked a lot of them. I, you know, I started one of my early career opportunities uh, when I was just uh, a young teen, I started working uh, in a pizza shop and, you know, working and flipping pizzas and you learn to take care of people and you, you learn when there's somebody who's not upset, you could see really a good model of uh, the owner of the shop, uh, Sam was just really very talented at dealing with people when they were upset and, and then really talented at, at how he related to his team and people who worked for him. And he didn't have a lot of turnover as a result of that. And, you know, I think those were really important. And then I look at the experience in our industry. There's a lot of jobs that I've done throughout my career. And so I've had a chance to be in those, walk in the shoes of the people that uh, uh, I work with today. And, you know, I, I always try and remember what it was like to be in their shoes when I was somebody relatively young coming out of school or somebody that was at a midpoint of my career and, you know, taking a chance to move from one department to another or do one job or another or always raising my hand. So, you know, I, I think those experiences really help shape you as a result of it. And especially also working together with, uh, you know, other organizations, uh, whether it's a bank-owned leasing company to an independent, and learning what they've, what's been important to them, and, you know, sitting either at the LFA board or foundation trustee group, you know, you learn to uh, respect uh, comments and what people have to contribute, and everybody has something to contribute. For sure, yeah. I, I liked how you highlighted the the pizza shop experience. I, my first job was in a deli, and and uh, you definitely can learn a lot about people and and just managing communication and dealing with people when they're upset and situations like that. So, it's it doesn't seem uh, on the surface to be like the beginning of leadership, but it it really can be. And I, I love that you mentioned that. You you went you did mention. Um, There's a lot of courses. Yeah. You mentioned Abe Bernstein and, and Crit Dement as, um, you know, people who really helped to shape you as a leader. Um, we can talk about them. I know I, I've heard you tell a story about your first um, interview with, with Abe Bernstein, um, which was very interesting, a funny story. Um, do you credit beyond them? We can talk about them or you can talk about other people as well. Any any other relationships for helping develop you as a leader, mentors, parents, coaches, family, and how did they make an impact on you? Yeah, good question. And, you know, um, I would say that my parents didn't, you know, I didn't come from a lot of means, but one thing that they really instilled in us was a, uh, not a thirst uh, to be grow your knowledge, grow your skills, um, education, and also how you treat people, uh, treat other people the, the right way with kindness and um, humility. And I think that that's, you know, there's always a place in the world for more of that. Um, but the person who also has been really, you know, probably as important as anybody has been uh, my, my partner, my wife. Uh, uh, Mindy uh, built a very successful business. She's a nurse by education, but 
really a business person by uh, trade. And, you know, she's uh, learned to how to uh, tackle issues as a result. She built a flexible and nimble operation, and that allowed her to be very successful over a 25-year window. And I look back on it, like some of the key hallmark there is, is that she was incredibly, um, you know, loves to be around people and build relationships, but also like in at times where there needed to be a tough conversation about something she could or couldn't uh, uh, accomplish with it, uh, she could have that direct and frank conversation. And just sometimes, you know, I, I think that's something I really have learned from her today that you know, there's always a place for some of that uh, frankness too, delivered in an appropriate way. For sure. Yeah. It's important to be able to do both. So you've been with LEAF since 2001, um, at least that's what your LinkedIn profile says, and you've been in the industry since 1983. Can you walk me through the highlights and the major accomplishments of your career? Sure. Um, you know, in this industry, um, I left uh, uh, going to uh, grad school pursuing an MD, PhD back in the 80s. And um, I had an opportunity to uh, get an interview and meet with a Bernstein. And, um, you know, it was one of these uh, kind of, you know, why do you want the job kind of interviews? And, you know, what are you going to contribute to uh, the interview? And, um, you know, and it was uh, multiple days of uh, having these discussions. It was not just like a, a five minute, uh, you know, tell me, tell me about yourself. And, uh, you know, the net result was that um, got hired uh, by him and uh, we worked in, uh, I was in the marketing group and then bounced around to other uh, facets there. And I think uh, really what allowed me to I look back and say, what was really successful about it? And it was a really special time. We're given a lot of authority, as I mentioned earlier, at a pretty young age. And, um, you know, I, I can remember, uh, you know, helping either contributing towards or, or thereafter running, uh, you know, some of these leasing companies and, you know, starting at Master Lease and then on to Tokai. Um, you know, we were able to build something very special. And I remember at Tokai, you know, towards the end of my time there building and, um, and helping to close some uh, large ticket uh, transactions uh, for uh, customers uh, that some were Japanese customers, some were American customers. And these were uh, eight figure transactions, which, you know, that wasn't my background, but you learned along the way, you worked hard. And as a result of that, I won the Tokai Cup, which was a recognition for the top uh, person in the organization for that year. And um, along the way, you know, each step learning things that, you know, wasn't necessarily, I didn't have somebody sit down, give me a book and say, oh, this is how you do it. It's like working through and talking with people and helping to, and so we were able to go ahead and launch LEAF, get it uh, up and running through a uh, uh, period of time. Prior to that, uh, we had started Fidelity leasing under Abe and Crit and building that up. And, you know, I remember as an independent finance company, uh, capital and 
uh, liquidity is your lifeline and remembering what we had to do. You know, we had a, a period of time where we had to struggle through to get to the finish line and we got there um, in, in one December of just making sure we had enough money to make payrolls and do things. And we were able to sell some business uh, in the industry and, and also close a line uh, that allowed us to accomplish everything. And um, remembering uh, people sitting down, just, you know, um, surprised that we got all this done in, in the period of time. And, you know, acknowledging me, but I said, it's not me, it's the team. It's what we've built and what we try and get accomplished here. So um, those are things. And then just, you know, as we've seen LEAF grow, the, probably the highlight for me around this is just how we've been able to see people who, you know, met at very young ages, uh, see their families, see them get married, see them have families, see their families grow, see them now being grandparents. So those are um, things that have been really special to me. And I've had the privilege of working with some of these folks for, you know, over uh, 20 plus years. Nick Caporelli, like a brother, he's he's been there. And, you know, we've done a lot of really fantastic things together. Um, you know, I, my own brother, Bob, who uh, he and I work together, as well as my sister-in-law, Sherry. So, you know, in many respects, we have a family kind of um, uh, view on on our company, um, and there are people I'm very close with. We see, we exchange pictures at holidays, or we see what's going on, and when things are happening in their world and their lives that are that are meaningful, you know, we're all part of either celebrating or helping to, uh, you know, give a, a shoulder to support them. That's fantastic. It sounds like you have a really great sense of community, which is is yeah. Not always easy to find in a place of business, so that's that's great. So, what would you say has been the biggest learning experience of your career? You know, what one of the things that I've learned is that uh, learning comes from talking to all people at different levels, and in fact, uh, one of my biggest approaches has been. Um, beginning to work with people that are younger than me to begin to really understand how the younger generations really think and look at things and approach elements of it. And um, we started a management training program where the premise is that we recruit young military officers that are looking to discharge and leave the service. And so we actually uh, hired a few. And um, one uh, I can remember the interview in particular that the recruiter came back with me. She goes, I don't think this candidate will really work for us. And I was like, tell me why. And she goes, well, I'm just not sure he could handle the pressure. And I'm like, started to laugh because, you know, this is a young military officer. He's done multiple tours of duty in the Middle East. And he's had bullets whizzing over his head. And I said, and he's ran groups as large as like 150 to 170 people. I said, I think he can really handle pressure. And uh, so anyway, uh, we I interviewed him. He was a great candidate, brought him on board. Um, after that, he went on to Rice uh, for his MBA and very talented, did not have a, 
um, a strong business background, but you know, over past couple of years, uh, he was able able to really kind of excel and really did an outstanding job. And um, uh, Justin, you know, I I set up regular monthly sessions with him because I not only did I enjoy talking with him, but also I I got a lot of insights as, out of how people think. And uh, you know, I'm forever grateful for you know, what I have there. Uh, uh, so Justin Rogers, unfortunately, is going on to work for McKinsey after graduation because he wants to become a CFO for a younger company. But that's okay. It was a good stepping stone for, for him. Um, and, uh, you know, but it was a really good lesson in that it's important to have people that you learn from from all walks of life, from all different settings and circumstances, because that diversity is going to strengthen the ideas that we come up with and help us to better solve problems. Yeah, for sure. It definitely expands your your viewpoint of any sort of situation. Yep. So you don't have that tunnel vision of what you know, but yep. all of these other ages and um, life experiences, the benefit of, of having that as well. well. And that's one of the reasons why I like, uh, you know, uh, the meetings that we go to where we have uh, meetings with people from other organizations, because you really get a lot from hearing ideas, what other people are doing. And, you know, it's, we all, we all have to do a better job. And that's kind of where I look at it from. For sure. So you've been in the industry for a very long time and you've run successful equipment finance businesses. What would you say the key to your success in this industry has been? Yeah, really important question. I think that, um, you know, hard work is probably the most critical thing that we have to always take a look at from inwardly. And, you know, I, I won't say that it's important to always outwork the competition, but it's always important to be there and, um, have a have a good solid work ethic. I think that's the most critical thing. Listening to other people, whether it's you know we're in the vendor equipment space, so it's important to listen to our vendor partners, to our customers, you know, find out what their needs are and what they're trying to accomplish. And you know, just tell you a story. We had one client uh, customer who was in the restaurant uh, business, and um, he had gotten. Uh, a kitchen financed through us. And um, he he was running a little slow on payments. It was Thanksgiving period. And I remember him getting in touch with me um, and uh, with our organization. And he was struggling too. He had just bought a, a whole slew of turkeys and uh, he couldn't make the payment on the, on the food as well as uh, as well as pay the bill just at that moment. But he was definitely going to catch us up. And so we began talking and he was telling me also that um, he was um, he had bought some extra turkeys because there's a um, senior citizen home down the street from where his restaurant is uh, that some of the workers that from the uh, from the senior home would come in and eat at his restaurant. And he was telling me that he was donating uh, turkeys over there because they were running a little short. And, you know, I listened to a story and I said, listen, you know, you go ahead, do what you need to do. We'll, we'll take care of the other side of it. And so we ended up uh, wiping off the late charges, but also we made a donation to that senior home because here was the guy who was doing something really important 
for his community. And that's really, you know, how important it is. Third thing I would say is grow the team around you, not from the standpoint of just having people that will yes you to death, but more to give a range of opinions and ideas uh, that we we're talking about earlier. And uh, the last piece is um, build those personal relationships. You know, over the years, uh, Crit and I used to always talk about a scale of one to five, meaning, you know, one was the person never even knew who you were and had no idea, you know, about the organization all the way up to five. And they're inviting you to Sunday dinner or, you know, your, your, you know, the kids and families. And I think it's important, not everything is going to be a five, but it's important to build your relationships, uh, both within your uh, work colleagues, but also within uh, the, the uh, vendors that you service and support, as well as your customers, where and when you can. So I think those really help lead to success. Yeah, I love how all of them, you know, center on people. And, and those relationships with people, no matter who they are, um, you know, customers, employees, um, vendors, it's, it's, I like that answer. <laughs> it's important. Um, so which aspects of the equipment finance business would you say you're most passionate about? Well, this one's actually really easy. Um, I love seeing new talent come on board. I love, um, helping with the recruiting out of college. Um, you know, a few years ago, we wanted to, um, I went out to our team in California and I sat with uh, uh, Richie Forrest and as well as with uh, Eric and Tom. And uh, we were trying to figure out how we can do a better job of improving our batting average for who we were going to recruit. And so we really went back in and we started looking at the talent that we were bringing on board and, you know, and, and made a change from necessarily just always bringing on, you know, people with a lot of experience to, you know, building a, a, a bit more of a balance. And I love today seeing new people come on board and, you know, uh, every new person that comes on board, I try and spend some time with them, whether it's on the phone or, you know, when I'm traveling to the different offices and learn about them. You know, why did they come on board with us? What are their goals? What are their dreams and aspirations? Are they running into a problem? And I took that approach because I remember years and years ago um, when I was still at Master Lease and I was there late one night and I was trying to get something solved. And, um, and the owner of the company came over and uh, said, what are you working on so late? Everybody else was gone. Uh, and it was the year before we had all the HP 12Cs and computers and things like that. And I was trying to work on an add-on payment. And so he sat there with me and he showed me, this is how you do it. This is how you use the book, you know, and, and got it done in, you know, 10 minutes. But what it really taught me is that, um, go around. So we do a lot of management by walking around and just see what people are dealing with and what they're running into. And so I learned learned a lot by just sitting and talking to our new hires, what they're dealing with, what they're running into, because sometimes uh, it doesn't make it up to the top. And we've been able to use that to evolve our training and also some of our onboarding practices. 
Yeah, and that's great. There's a transfer of knowledge, you know, from more senior people to the new hires. Yep. And then also, as you said before, you learn from them and you're able to improve all kinds of things within the business as well. That's yep. great. So how would you like to see the industry evolve in the future? You've seen it for many years. Um, what What's missing? What would you like to see? You know, I, I want to see us become more diversified. I want to see us uh, embrace change and not be afraid of it and look at it from the standpoint that, um, you know, that there's a lot of uh, opportunities for other people to come to the table and really learn from us. You know, um, I like that we go out to universities. We have people that, you know, will do uh, educational programs, but also we go out there. Uh, we have a very strong internship program where we bring people on, and we've been doing this for a number of years. We're based in Philadelphia, our headquarters. And so we'll actually, uh, over the years, we've brought in students that are still uh, pre-college and uh, bring them in to give them some work experience working in um, you know, a finance uh, and an office setting. And to me, those have been really rewarding. Um, and it's paying things forward to help the next generation really take the baton as we're handing it off and help to see them evolve and continue to grow. Um, yeah. And not to be scared of technology and what it can do for us. Yeah, both are so important. Um, I know that that getting younger people just acquainted with equipment finance is um, something that a lot of people in the industry have been talking about for a long time. Uh, you know, the LFA has been doing those, you know, college uh, outreach programs. Um, so it's it's good to hear that you're doing specific things within your organization to to let people know, like, what it is that we do, right? Yeah, it, it's kind of the, nobody ever uh, woke up or grew up, you know, you grow up saying, I, I want to be a policeman, a fireman, uh, you know, a, a doctor or, or a nurse or um, any one of those different aspirations, nobody ever uh, said, gee, I think I want to become an equipment finance person. And I think it's um, an area of specialty that we have to help people learn about and grow uh, grow accustomed to hearing more about. For sure. You know, as, as children, lots of kids play with toy, you know, tractors or planes or, <laughs> you know, things like that. But I guess people don't really think about how those things get to, uh, how they get to the jobs that they're doing and the companies yep. that use them. So it's, it's great that we're able to do that. So looking ahead, uh, what do you hope to achieve um, during the rest of your career? So I, I think there are a couple of things left and, you know, I'm, have less runway ahead of me than behind me. I'll just say it that way. And, you know, I want to see um, my team continue to grow the organization. Um, they're, you know, I'm blessed to have a great leadership team between Sandy and John and Michelle, uh, Brian, uh, Mike, um, you know, and my sales side organization and Paul uh, in finance. Um, you know, that continue to help uh, this organization continue to grow. And so we're able to see the uh, results of it. I want to see them individually continue to grow and in their roles and, 
you know, be happy with uh, where the business is. But more importantly than anything else, we want to continue to be out there to solve problems for our communities that we live in, as well as for our customers and our vendors. So what is it that we can be doing to help them achieve more results uh, with it? And, you know, when there are things that, uh, that we can do to help uh, lay that foundation, that's important. That's what we want to be able to accomplish. Fantastic. So I have one last question for you. What piece of advice would you give to the leaders of tomorrow? Uh, a few a few different things. One, always ask why. Why am I doing this? Why did why did we decide to do it this way? Um, secondly, um, how can I get involved? You know, too many people are sit back and wait to be asked. Raise your hand, stand up, you know, jump into the pool, as they say, and uh, look to, and don't worry about if you get it wrong. You know, I, I think about uh, baseball and I'm a diehard Phillies fan and we're in the middle of a, a, of a kind of a, a tipsy-turvy uh, season here. It's not, as, not looking as good as last season so far. But, you know, if I look at it, if you can get into the Hall of Fame with getting, you know, uh, a 300 batting average or, or so that's basically one out of three hits. And if that makes you that successful, you're going to be, you know, they're missing, they're getting uh, only one out of three times and miss the ball two out of three times. So I look at it this way. If we can do really well here and get better than that in our results, don't worry about the mistakes that we make along the way. Those things happen. And then lastly, follow through on your commitments. If you if you make a commitment to something or say you're going to do something, uh, you know, uh, work like the Dickens to achieve that. And if you miss the mark, you miss the mark. But at least you went down swinging and trying. All excellent pieces of advice. I love I love the what you said about mistakes because you know they exist. You can, you can grow from them and learn from them. So it's important to to recognize that. Miles, thank you so much for talking with me today and congratulations on, on being this year's current leader icon. Um, I, I liked uh, having this conversation. Thanks so much. Thanks, Rita. Take care. Bye. Yeah.